Questions remain about the future of the American economy. The Federal Reserve steps into action again, and this year's top disruptive companies are named. You are listening to the Paul Dietzel Report, a weekly report looking back to the week that was. This is Paul Dietzel. At the end of last week, economists could not quite understand exactly what was taking place with the market. The week began with a massive sell-off, leading analysts to believe the stock market had overheated a bit and was settling back to a more steady pace. This week, however, it began with news of a retail sector that increased to a seasonally adjusted 17.7% in May from just one month earlier. What did Americans purchase last month that led to such a sharp increase in retail rates? Clothes, and lots of them. Sales at clothing stores rose 188% from the prior month. This was followed by furniture sales that jumped 89.7%. Now, while this is encouraging news, long-term trajectories are less certain. What happens when stimulus payments no longer are in play? What happens when increased unemployment benefits stop next month? Will people return to work? And if not, why not? Speaking at a Senate hearing on Tuesday, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell reminded the senators that the U.S. economy still faces long-term damage from high unemployment levels. With thousands of small businesses closing their doors due to the coronavirus pandemic, recent signs of improvement should not be confused as signs for a quick recovery by the end of the year. Powell warned that the economy will pass through three phases on the road to recovery. The first phase was the COVID shutdown itself. The second is the period we are in now, the struggle to bounce back quickly. And the third will be stabilizing to a level of activity that can be sustained over time. It's important to keep in mind that only about half of Americans participate in the stock market. The latest research from earlier this year reveals that 55% of Americans own stock. And that figure has not grown since the year 2010. Stock ownership was more common from 2001 to 2008, when an average of 62% of U.S. adults said they owned stock. But it fell after the 2007 to 2009 recession and has not fully rebounded. Findings from a 2020 Gallup research study found that stock ownership is strongly correlated with household income, formal education, age, and race. In 2020, the percentages owning stock ranged from highs of 85% of adults with postgraduate education and 84% of those in households earning $100,000 or more per year to lows of 22% of those households earning less than $40,000 per year and 28% of Hispanics. What this means is that education is the way out of poverty, but few people have access to the means of growing wealth in ways that could tie their personal net worth to that of business success or technological breakthroughs. This must change. It's obvious the world of work itself is changing. The online economy is growing at a pace that is creating what economists call disruption. And as we all know, disruption in any area of our lives, particularly our jobs and livelihoods, is not an easy experience to pass through. A quick glance at this year's 8th Annual Disruptor 50 list by CNBC identifies private companies who are changing the way the world does business at an accelerated pace. Almost every one of these 50 companies have a connection to technology. Companies like Coursera, WebLab, DoorDash, Better.com, and Chime are finding something that everyone needs and uses, like food, healthcare, education, banking, and security, and making it faster and easier and less expensive to obtain than ever before. These companies point to a future reality that more business will take place online. While this may not be welcome news for everyone, it requires a new way of thinking that will change the future of education and training in the United States. Technology itself is a disruptor. 
but it can be harnessed to chart a new course for an economy that would place the United States on a path toward renewed focus on reaching new heights of achievement. But for whom? If we don't figure out how to make certain more Americans have access to the opportunities innovation brings, the inequalities now creating chaos and division in our country could perpetuate a crisis for decades to come. Solving problems is never easy, but if history is any indication for our future, disruption can lead to new pathways for greater advance of Americans. This reminds me of one more thing. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Proverbs 6, 10 through 11. Until next week, this is Paul Dietzel.